Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. It definitely means a lot to me. One thing that is innately clear is that in this league, and when I say this league, I mean the NFL. In the NFL, if you do not have a quarterback, you really don't have anything. And what do I mean by that? So the game on Thursday night football, which was the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, proved everything that I'm talking about. So the Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 29-17. to and it was innately clear watching this, watching, watching the game, exactly what, exactly why I don't have much hope for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, at least this iteration, and the Cleveland Browns, at least until Deshaun Watson gets back. First of all, what are, let's, let's talk about who these teams are. And we'll just talk about what we saw Thursday night. Thursday night, you saw two very competitive teams. You saw a Pittsburgh Steelers team that, even without T.J. Watt, looked really good defensively. Devin Bush had a big play. Casey, Casey Hayward was all over the place. They're a good. They're 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 a good defensive team, even without T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, of course, puts them over the top defensively, but they're still a good defensive team. You still have Minka uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, good team. Off inside the ball, you have weapons galore. You have Najee Harris. You have George Pickens that could possibly have the best or second best catch of all time. When he caught it with one hand, it was an incredible catch. Deontay Johnson or yeah, Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool. The offense is good. The offense is offense has weapons galore. Pat Faramu, the tight end, incredible tight end. Yet and still, when you watch that game, not one time did I think the Steelers are going to win this game. Not once. And even let's look at the Cleveland Browns. Another really good defense. You have uh, Newsom. You have Dizel Ward. You have Miles Garrett. The offense. We know what this offense is. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper uh, got into the mix. But what did I feel about Cleveland Browns? The Cleveland Browns. None of these teams look good. Day time and time again. Jacoby Brissett showed you why, what's the difference between a backup quarterback and a starting quarterback. Time and time again, Mr. Bisky shows you what's the difference between a backup quarterback and a starting quarterback. You know what's funny? And you know something that I was reminded of uh, today? The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears... This was I said this when it happened, and I'll say it again. The Mr. Trubisky draft, you know, I think he was drafted second, is it is a is a clear example of how I know the NFL really doesn't scout. Sometimes you don't scout. You know why? 
Because people don't people remember damn Chicago Bears. They got Mitch Trubisky. Yo, Patrick Mahomes went after Mitch Trubisky. Deshaun Watson went after Mitch Trubisky. What I'm saying is this. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be just fine once Deshaun Watson gets back. I don't know if they'll be a playoff team this year, but I do know that they are a good team. I also know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a lot more trouble than they lead on to 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 to, to tell us. And I'm going to tell you why. This is week 3 of low to Below average quarterback play. Week three. You have a first round pick sitting on the bench. Yet this is week three of low to below quarter low low to below average quarterback play. I understand when they say, hey, you don't want to go to Kenny Pickett because if he's not doing well, you don't want to pull you can't really pull him and, and, and kill his confidence. I also understand that they say Mr. Trubisky, I mean, right now they're they're one and two. They're not that bad. But every single game this year, there's been three of them. Have you thought to yourself, damn, that Mr. Trubisky looks good. In fact, every single game, reporters, analysts, TV hosts, Go on the next day and say, I think that you should start. I think that you should start uh, Kenny Pickett. I didn't even turn. No. <laughs> think about this. On, sun, on, Thursday, on Thursday, Mr. Biskey went 20 for 32 for 207 yards. In fact, I'll even give you a better stat. Did you know that Mr. Biskey in three games with all with George Pickens, with with uh, Chase Claypool, with Johnson, with Najee Harris. Do you know that in three games he has two touchdowns, and one of them is a rushing touchdown that happened on Thursday? In fact, do you know in three games I don't think he's thrown more than like two hundred and seventy-five yards. I don't believe so. So what I'm saying is this. If you can see this as a fan, or you see this as a TV analyst, a sports analyst, whatever, and you still think to yourself, damn, why isn't Kenny Pickett starting? It's because he's not ready to start. It's because they understand he may not be ready to start. Because if you think about it, this would be the perfect time for him to start. Cleveland, the, the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers have don't have that tough of a schedule if I remember moving or until like later on. Let me see, week four. I'm I'm look up the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule. Week four. Next week they play the Jets. The week after that, week five, they play the Bills. Oof, that's a tough one. Week six, they play. The Bucks, damn, <laughs> he gets back. 
Week seven, they play the Dolphins at Dolphins. Oof. Week eight, they play the Eagle. You know what? <laughs> I may, I may push. I may, I may backtrack a little bit. Damn, I may backtrack a little bit because this is a schedule for you. Jesus loves you. They week nine. I think that's a bye week for them. Yeah, I think week nine is the bye week. And week 10. Let's see what they do week 10. Lord Jesus. Week 10, they at the Saints. (laughs) Week 11, boy, oh boy. The Bengals. You know what? (laughs) I'm sorry. Look, oh my gosh. At the Colts. Look, I take back what I said about the whole schedule thing. I will say, though, because that, that schedule ain't nothing ain't nothing to play with. I will say this, though. At some point, a change is going to have to be made if Mr. Bisky doesn't improve. And it doesn't look like – it looks – what it looks like is he's second guessing himself on every single decision, whether it's running the ball, whether it's passing the ball, whether it's handing the ball off. It looks like he's second guessing himself in every with every decision. I think that's probably because he knows that he has Kenny Pickett in the Raptors just waiting for him to mess up. But even still, like it's it, it hasn't looked good. And Congratulations to the to the you know the Cleveland I mean the Cleveland Browns for beating the Steelers but the Steelers the Steelers are a good team man the Steelers are a good team plenty of talent like imagine if Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback for the Steelers imagine it doesn't even have to be so imagine if Hell, imagine if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback for the Steelers. With all these weapons, with a good, well, the offensive line isn't that good, but all I'm saying is something's going to have to give. And this is why, this is why people say you have to make quarterback decisions before you're really ready to make them. Because now you're sitting here gasping for straws. So, but congratulations to the uh, Cleveland Browns for beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 29 to 17 in uh, week, I mean, in, in Thursday Night Football, on Thursday Night Football. Let's move forward. All right. Um, how am I going to address this? So we got to. I got to talk about the Ime Udoka situation. Um, I'm just going to talk about the reports that have come out. I'm not going to put my personal bias into this. I'm not going to put. I'm not going to speculate anything. I'm just going to solely go off of what was reported and what we got from the press conference yesterday. 
What was reported was Ime Udoka had consensual sexual relations with a staff member for the Boston Celtics. That was what was first reported. That was what was first reported. Then the next day, Shams came out and said it may it possibly wasn't consensual. I mean, I'm gonna say that's not what he said. He said there was sexual sexual inappropriate comments that was made by Ime Udoku Udoka, I'm sorry. And it may not have been consensual. It didn't say that it wasn't. It just says that there were some inappropriate comments made by Ime Udoka. Then it was handed down that he would be suspended for uh, he would be suspended for an entire year. Now, of course, let's get the jokes out the way now. Of course, Twitter went crazy. How do you cheat on Nia Long? How do you do this Nia Long? This and the third. Bada bing, bada boom. My initial reaction was, God damn. You're getting suspended for a year for a consensual relationship with somebody? Now... I understand that there are some organizations, there are some all over the country, not just basketball, not just football. There are some organizations that that prohibit you having sexual relations with anybody that's in company. I get that. But on top of that, I also understand that there are companies, especially in the NBA, where that doesn't matter. The second thing I thought of was Phil Jackson. Y'all remember Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss were a thing? Like for a good little minute? I think they were married, I believe. While he was still a coach. So initially I was like, yo, this this can't be the whole story because... You're suspending somebody for a year for a relationship that was consensual. Those That was the first report. Then when Shams came out and said that uh, there was some inappropriate comments made by Ime Udoka. And I was like, oh, sh- okay, hold on now. There's a li- There's a lot more that's not being said. And that was then piggyback off of what Brad Stevens was saying in the report. I mean, in the press conference and how uh, affected he looked. I'll say this, and I'm not going to stay on this long because I don't think this is really any of our business. That's first and foremost. This isn't really any of our business. I think I'm almost a thousand percent sure the... Boston Celtics leaked this. And after watching the press conference that Brad Stevens had, 
they leaked it because they wanted to get in front of this. They wanted to get in front of this because they knew how bad I guess it could get. There's information that we still don't know. So I'll just speak on what was initial, what was, what we know, what the, the public knows now. I hate the fact that Imeu Doka was suspended for a year. And I hate that because they kept him. So what does that mean in my eyes? It means that he did something wrong. He did something bad that that, that was grounds to be suspended for a year. Yet in the same sense, clearly he didn't do something that was that bad because you didn't fire him. So if you're not going to fire him, why suspend him? And if you're going to suspend him, why suspend him for a year? But if it's not that bad, why not fire him? You see, because he took his team, the Boston Celtics, to the NBA Finals, he was set to triple his salary if he coached next year. Now, I'm not speculating anything, but what I'm saying is now that he's suspended, his salary is cut in half. Now, if it comes out that he did something egregious, if he did something that was not consensual, then I will be the first person to come on here and say, hey, I understand. That's crazy. But it's hard for me to believe that he did that. At least, it's hard for me to believe that he did anything any type of sexual misconduct as far as physical physical touching i'm not absolving him for for having being dumb enough to have sexual relations with a staff member i'm not i'm not i'm not absolving him from that that is dumb not only because let's be real bro you're a black man coaching the boston celtics there's only been two black successful coaches for the Boston Celtics. One of them played and had 11 championships with them. The other one, Doc Rivers, and we know how that ended. Not to mention, you have a family, they have a family. I get it. It's dumb, and I'm not absolving Imei Doka for that at all. You shouldn't have done that at all. You should not... Be faithful, bro. Now, I also we also don't know if Nia Long knew about this, if the, the person that, you know, the, the young lady that he had sexual relations or he had consensual sexual relations with, if, if her and her family knew. We don't know about that. But I'm not absolving him from doing it because it's stupid. You put yourself in a stupid situation. But I'm shining a light. I want to shine a light. And if there are victims in this, like like women, like if, if there are victims in this, I'm I I I I am sorry. I don't. I, I while I'm recording this, I don't know the whole story. I think that everyone knows we don't know the whole story. But I'm shining a light on the Boston Celtics. One for leaking this and completely wrecking an uh, Ime Udoka's reputation. 
his family life, <laughs> his his job status. I don't think that he's never going to coach again, but how the hell do you expect this man to coach the Boston Celtics again? Where you, he is gone for a year, and then you come back and you know they're going to keep asking him questions. Just like on a lighter sense, they keep asking Lamar Jackson about a contract extension when he said, clear as day, I'm not talking about that anymore. They still ask him week in and week out. So you think that they're not going to ask Amay Doka, hey, yo, you lost one entire year of your coaching uh, career. What happened? And I'm looking at you, Boston Celtics, because, like, clearly it was egregious enough to suspend him for a year. But it wasn't egregious enough to fire him? Because think about that. You, going into this season, the Boston Celtics, at least currently, were, are projected as winning the championship, like the favorites to win the championship. You think that's going to happen now? Like, what, what happens with uh, Jalen Brown? What happens with Jason Tatum? What happens with Marcus Smart? What happens with Grant Williams? What happens with Malcolm Brogdon? What happens with, with Robert? What happens with this team? Because now they're going to have to answer questions most of the year. I don't know. We don't know what happened. But I do know that I think that at least what was reported and what is out now, uh, it doesn't look good for either party. And it definitely doesn't look good. I don't see I know they said that his his future with the organization as far as coaching that is Doka, is in question. I just don't I don't see how you publicly humiliate this guy pretty much. I don't see how he can come back and coach this team. Again, I don't think that he's done coaching. I think that he's a really good coach. I mean, hell, he took the Boston Celtics his first year to the NBA Finals and got two games off of Golden State in that dynasty that they have. But I don't see how what was reported, and I keep saying that because I'm not trying to put my – I'm not putting any personal bias into this because, honestly, I have no personal bias. This is – in my personal opinion, this is none of our business. We should never know about this. I agree with Stephen. Stephen Smith be talking a lot. <laughs> but I do agree when he said, you should have just fired him and let us speculate. You don't leak this and then have us talking for 24 hours, have us like what's going on, and then suspend him, suspend him for a year. So again, Clearly, it was egregious to get suspended for a year. Cause think, think about that. Think about all the all the acts. Ron Artest got suspended for a year for malice in the palace. And football, Calvin really got suspended a year for betting. We see what Deshaun Watson was accused of by. 25 times and he got 11 games so clearly Ime Udoka did something serious 
enough to be suspended for a year in the Boston Celtics' eyes. But he what? But you're keeping him. I don't know, man. I wish everyone the best. Everybody in the party, you know, everyone this affects. I wish them the best. And uh, you know, I don't think we will hear more or find out more. So, yeah, let's move forward. So with the span, with the dawn, with the happening of Thursday night football, that cement or that starts kicks off week three of this of the NFL season. Uh, and I'm going to give my predictions. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win these games. Let's start with Saints and Panthers. I have the Saints. I don't think it's going to be a like a blowout, but the Saints, I think they want – you know everything that happened last last week with the Bucks and you know Jameis Winston throwing three picks. I think that they're gonna want they're gonna want to right the wrong, and especially with a division opponent that is struggling at this point. I, I just think the Saints. Th- this is the game that they're gonna want to get back on track. This is the game where their defense is gonna want to get right. They want to prove that you know it was mostly their mistakes that cost them the game. And you know Tampa Bay, or against Tampa Bay, than it was anything else. So I have the Saints being the Panthers. Not to mention Baker Mayfield has not been good. Uh, he's really only been good for like a quarter. Uh, and I, I just is this the, the the Saints defense is not the defense to get to to right your wrongs and, and to get back on the right track. They have one of the best defenses in the league. Hell, they lost 20 to 10 against the Bucks, but their defense kept them in the game. It was really the turnovers that really and the whole brawl situation that kind of spurred everything. So, I have um I have the Saints winning that one. Texans at Bears. I actually have the or yeah, Texas at Bears. I have the Bears. I trust Jalen Field or Justin Fields, I'm sorry, more than I trust Mills. Um, and I just think the Bears have a better team, and that's not saying much. But I think the Bears have a better team than the Texans. Uh, so I have the Bears winning that one. Chiefs and Colts. This has the opportunity to get bad quick. The Colts, I don't know what's going on with the Colts, man. They haven't looked good at all. Matt Ryan, they have not looked good. Now, I know that there were some injuries that's been attached to the Colts, but even in that, Matt Ryan has looked awful, like god-awful. And the Colts, I mean, the Chiefs have looked incredible. <laughs> they look like arguably the first or second best team in the league by far. So I have the cheat, and now it is in, you know, in Lucas Oil Stadium, and but I, I, I got the Chiefs winning this one. Bills at Dolphins. Did you know? That the bit like Tua's record, I don't think Tua's ever beat the Bills, and I think that's that is going to continue. I think the Bills are going to destroy the the Dolphins. I could be wrong, of course, but I just that's what I think. I think that the Bills are are clicking on all. I know it's only two weeks, but the Bills are clicking on all cylinders. Stephon Diggs' connection with Josh Allen is 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 going crazy. This this defense now you are they're not gonna have Michael Hyde I believe uh, for the game but I still think that they have enough I, they're just gonna have to play better defense than the Ravens played and not let Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle get past the defense or past the secondary I have the Bills winning this one uh, Lions at Vikings 
This is going to actually be a sneaky good game, but I have the Vikings. I just, I trust, which is crazy to say, I trust Chris, uh, Kirk Cousins more than I trust Jared Goff. And I, the Vikings just have a better te- team, in my opinion, even though the Lions do have a good team. Uh, but I, actually, no, I think the Lions have a better team than the Vikings, but I just trust Kurt and the connection with Justin Jeff- Jefferson than I do with the Lions. Uh, even though St. Brown is pretty good. Hey, yo, St. Brown, I ain't like how you called out uh, Brown from the the, the, the receiver from the, uh, Washington. I ain't like how you did that, bro. Like, come on, man. Every Patrick Mahomes wasn't wasn't a number one overall pick. Just just go out and hoop, bro. Just go out and hoop. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta attack another. Like y'all both are in the NFL. Yeah, you won. Congratulations. Do your thing. You're a really good wide receiver. Congratulations. Do your thing. But not every receiver was was drafted first and honestly if you really look at the receiving core and no offense to you bro are you who would everyone's going to draft garrett wilson over you everyone's going to draft chris Olave over you everyone's going to draft drake london over you that's just it bro sky Moore was incredible now again i'm not taking away from anything that you do you are an incredible wide receiver hell i'm a thousand percent sure you're not listening to this but you ain't gotta call somebody else out bro y'all both made it to the nfl y'all both were were blessed and highly talented enough to make the nfl and you bought out against washington do you think but you, you don't gotta call somebody else out man it's, it ain't good bro <sighs> moving forward uh ravens at patriots I got the Ravens winning this one. The Patriots offense has looked awful this entire year. Even though they do have a win, it has has not looked good. And the Ravens blew the game against the Dolphins last week. I think Lamar Jackson is going to get back on track, even though he really is never off track. It was just the defense. The defense has to get back on track. And I think that this is a game to do it because of how pedestrian the Patriots offense looks. So I have the Ravens winning this one, and I think they're kind of like going away, like maybe twenty nine to seven or something. Uh, Bengals at Jets. It has to be the Bengals. The Jets, even though the Jets did get a win last week, it was one of the most improbable wins of all time. You know, being down what two touchdowns with two minutes and, and winning the game. The Bengals. The Bengals have had close games the entire like both, even though they are zero and two. I just think this is this is the game to get it right. The Jets' defense isn't that good. The Jets' offense really isn't that good outside of Garrett Wilson. Uh, I have the Bengals winning this one. They they have to get on track sometime. It has to be today. It has to be against uh, the Jets. Raiders at Titans. You see, I this is a tough game to pick just because both teams aren't. I expected the Titans. I don't know if you saw you know my divisional breakdown with the the titans but i expect the titans to kind of struggle the raiders however man the things i i may have the titans because the raiders all defense is horrible and even though yes the titans don't don't throw the ball like that but you still have derrick henry who is arguably the best wide or running back in the league and the connection, the connection with Derek Carr and and Devonta Adams is cool, but that offensive line is not good, and it feels like Derek Carr kind of speeds himself up more than he has to, and it 
I don't know, man. I have the Titans winning that one. Eagles at Commanders. That one's going to get ugly. The Eagles be about to destroy. Damn, that Jones said Washington, too. Eagles about to destroy Commander. Here's the thing. I'll be honest about the Commanders. They're not that good. But Carson Wentz is like second in the league right now in passing yards. Shocked the hell out of me, too. Uh, but the Eagles, I said last week, the Eagles are good enough to make the Super Bowl. So what the hell do you think is going to happen to Commanders? And, yeah, no, nah, it's going to be good. I don't even have to elaborate. It's going to get bad. Uh, Jaguars at Chargers, another game that's probably going to get back. Even though I will give credit to Doug Peterson, he has the Jaguars looking really good, at least the offense. The offense looks good. The all, even and, and, yes, they understand that they don't have the best receivers. They don't have the best running back core, even though James Robinson is pretty good. And Travis Etienne is, is getting up there. But Trevor Lawrence looks good. The, the Jaguars are not a good team, but they're playing, at least offensively, they're playing to the best of their ability. And I'm going to give that, I'm going to shout out to Doug Peterson for that. With that being said, however, they're going to get destroyed by the Chargers. Actually, I don't know. They're going to win. They're going to lose. <laughs> I think the Chargers are going to win. But I do, you know, Justin Herbert will be playing with that rib injury, the the broken rib cartilage. So, I don't know how his mobility is going to be, but even with that, you still have Austin Eckler. I don't know if Keenan Allen's going to play either, but uh, I have the Chargers winning this. Rams at Cardinals. Both teams are struggling, in my opinion, uh, but I got the Rams. The Cardinals, it took it took two freakish plays by Kyler Murray to come back against the Raiders. I think the Rams have a better defense than the Raiders, even though the Rams defense has been struggling outside of Aaron Donald. Uh, But I have the Rams winning that one. Seahawks at Falcons. Two trash teams. Trash game. Nobody cares about this game. But I'm going to do the I'm going to do the Falcons because the Falcons to me have the best player. Uh, out of both teams, and that is Kyle Pitts. Even though the Falcons, and I know this because Kyle Pitts is on my fantasy team, the Falcons cannot get Kyle to piss the ball to save his life. I don't know what the hell is going on, but both teams suck. Packers at at uh, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. You know this game is closer than a, a lot of a lot closer than people want to give it credit for. Even though one team is one and one, and one team is two and zero. Oh. Um, due to injuries and due to you know the offensive line troubles, the Bucks have not been good offensively. Offensively, they have not been good at all. Now, defensively, they've been humming. Like Todd Bowles has their their defense looking damn near unstoppable at times, but their offense, even with the great Tom Brady, has not looked good. And on the other hand. The Packers is in the same way. Their offense has – let me say this. Their their running game has been great. Aaron Jones, uh, DJ, A.J. Dillon, they've been great. The, the, the spotlight has been the lack of continuity between Aaron Rodgers and his new receivers. Uh, and I – I'm going to mm. – however, the Packers' defense is good. You know, you got – Zaire Alexander, you have Smith, Williams. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. 
I might be wrong. I think this is a pick 'em game. Both teams aren't exactly where they want to be, but uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. Sunday night football, the Broncos at 49ers. Oh, no, 49ers at Broncos. Actually, I have the 49ers. The Broncos have looked horrible, horrible this year. Nathaniel Haggard looks like he's over his, you know, he, he he has not been good. He's been blowing through timeouts. He hasn't used timeouts when he should use timeouts. The offense looks so anemic. It's not even funny. Even with Russell Wilson, it looks bad. The defense is okay. You know, looks good. Chug, uh, Chung, uh, Patrick Sertan. But that offense has been god-awful. Uh, and the 49ers, I think they got new life with Jimmy G starting. I do want to see, I don't know, right now it hasn't been confirmed if George Kittle is playing or not, but I have the 49ers win this game. I just don't like what I've seen, at least offensively, from the Broncos. So, And Monday night football, Cowboys at Giants. I have the Giants. I have the Giants. Actually, no, I don't. I got the Cowboys. Because one thing that I think the Cowboys are going to do is they're going to try to limit, uh, not try, they're going to they're going to try to limit Saquon Barkley from running the ball, which means they're going to put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands. And I don't trust Daniel Jones when he has to be the primary reason why you win. Kind of same thing I feel to a lesser extent with Ryan Tannehill. If Ryan Tannehill is your he need if he needs to win you a game is it's I, that's not a good look, so I got the Cowboys winning that game. Um, those are my predictions for Week Three. Let me know how you feel about it. Let me know you know how am I wrong or what do you think? Just let me know. I'll leave it in the comments below. So let's move forward. I need it would be a disservice not to shout out Aaron Judge. Um, Aaron Judge, at this very moment, has six sixty. I'm about to say six hundred. Has sixty home runs. Uh, he is one home run shy of breaking the AL record for home runs in a in a season. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge will go down as one of the best uh, sluggers the league has ever seen. Not saying he is the best, but. You know, I put him in that category when we talk about Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron. Uh, we talk about <sighs> Albert Pujols. We talk about you know some of these some of these great l- legends. I do. I'm not going to put him over them. I do need to see a couple. Se- now, I don't think we'll ever see seasons like 61 uh, home runs again. But I do need to see some consistency in his home run averages but Aaron Judge we are we are witnessing history and I'm not saying that this is this is going to propel the Yankees to win the World Series but they did clinch a berth the other night and you know teams are starting to walk uh Aaron Judge because they don't want to be the one to uh give up give up that 61st home run but Aaron, what we're watching is history. We're watching something that I don't think will be done in a long, long time. Aaron Judge is different, man. One of one. And 
he's he's he just looks different. Like if you watch him, if you see him walk, if you see he he's huge. He's huge, bro. And again, we're witnessing and and I said this a couple episodes ago, man. This is the this is the worst case scenario, at least for the front office of the Yankees, when they were trying to hold back money from him. Now, once he hits the market, what do you think he's gonna remember? You think he's gonna remember the fact that oh, we had a historic season, or I had an historic historic season, and the Yankees wanted to skip me out on money. But congratulations, even if he doesn't get to 61, which I think he will, but even if he doesn't get to 61, shouts out to Aaron Judge, man. We are witnessing an incredible year, a historic year, and he got the Triple Crown, won the Triple Crown. He, To me, he is a clear-cut AL MVP. If he, if he doesn't win it unanim- unanimously, something's, something's wrong because we're never – I'm not going to say never – we're not going to see this again for a long time. So, shouts out to Aaron Judge uh, for, at this moment, having 60 home runs and being a home run away from breaking the AL uh, AL record. So, let's move forward. Mm. Do you want another example of how it's hard being a, a, a black coach in sports. So a report came out yesterday. Um, I think the report was from, let me see. I don't remember where it's from. But a report came out yesterday saying that, uh, Arizona State coaches were sabotaging Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards was recently fired from Arizona State as their head coach. And a report came out saying that the people on the coaching staff were giving opponents game plan schemes before the game in hopes that, of course, they would lose the game and Herm fires Herm Edwards would get out of it would be out of there would get fired. Now no, I'm sure this is not the first time uh, a coach has been sabotaged or a coach coaching staff has rebelled against them and and given game plan to other coaches. But what you have to understand is. And we've talked about this before. There's a reason why there's something called the Rooney Rule. It's so there, even with majority of sports, and I'll be real with you, majority of sports is dominated by African Americans. Dominated from basketball, from football. Well, it's not really African Americans in baseball, but Hispanics in baseball. Black people, people of color, dominate sports. Yet and still, when you look at... There was a thing that came out the other day. Out of like 
from 2021, I believe, out of 191 coaches that have been through the NFL since, like, I think 1980 or something, 25 of them have been black. That's in the NFL. I feel bad for Herman Edwards. This is just yet another another occurrence of being black while coaching. What do you think? How do you think if you're going into a fight? Let me say this. You're going into a test. Right? And the other person has the answers. But you don't. Who do you think is going to get a better score? This is just yet another example. And you know what's worse? I think that Herm Edwards picked a lot of his staff. I don't know how college goes, right? Usually in the NFL, you pick most of your staff. And the fact that they will go behind his back and send, and give game plans away to opposing coaches. And opposing coaches, like they freely said, oh, yeah, we can get anything we wanted out of Arizona State because they, they were just giving information freely. I think one of the hardest jobs in sports is being a black head coach. Because no matter where the situation, you're going into a you're going into a situation to fail. Doc Rivers is an outlier. Mike Tomlin is an outlier. It's unfortunate, man. I'm I'm sure this is not the end for uh, Herm Edwards. He might go back to uh, commentating. I don't know. But you know how crazy it is? How crazy it is that you're the staff that you picked goes behind your back and sabotages you hoping that they will be next in line to get the job and what's funny is I don't think they're going to get it because usually at least in college football or at least in football if one person if the the head of the snake i.e. the head coach gets fired the whole freaking team gets or the whole coaching staff's out of here feel bad for her, man. I do. Let's move forward. So yet another year. Yet another year. Yet another NBA uh, NBA ESPN rankings come out. And I'm not really mad at the top 10. I don't really need to go into everybody. But, you know, top five was Giannis at one. Nicole Jokic at two. Luka Doncic at three. Joel Embiid at four. Uh, Steph Curry at five. I know Braun had six. Jason Tatum, seven. Kevin Durant, eight. I think John Morant, nine. And Devin Booker, ten. Okay. I'm not really mad at it. I mean, if you want to, if, if this is spur of the moment right now, rankings like going into next year, I guess I get it. I don't, 
I don't I don't have I'm not as high on Devin Booker as a lot of people. I think he's talented and, and he can definitely score, but I wouldn't put, you know, Kawhi Leonard over him. I, I understand why he's over Kawhi Leonard. Of course, we haven't seen Kawhi Leonard play in like a year and a half, so but I would probably switch Steph for maybe Joel Embiid, but I don't, you know, the 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 the, the big question is, you know, is LeBron James is LeBron James really sixth and is Kevin Durant eighth? I mean, I, I look at I uh, people hold LeBron James to this status, which I get. LeBron James is arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. But if we're talking about currently, 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 you have a player in Giannis, which to me, there should be no argument. Giannis is the best player in the league. No argument. I don't think anybody's really arguing that. Uh, he's the best player in the league. Number two, you have Nikola Jokic. She is a back-to-back MVP. So, of course, I'm going to put him over LeBron right now. Luka Doncic, I understand the argument there. I do, but he's younger. I get that. I, I would understand if Luka, you know, isn't in your top five uh, and Le- you slide LeBron there. I get it. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid finished runner-up twice in MVP. Now, I will also I would understand if he's not in your top five as well. He did have two pretty good seasons, but both of them ended damn near the same way. Uh, I would understand. Steph, no. I, I'm picking Steph over LeBron right now. Steph just won Finals MVP, just won Western Conference play, uh, Finals MVP, or Western Conference Finals MVP, just won his fourth championship, just won the All-Star Game MVP. Steph is Steph. Bada bing, bada boom. The real, the real argument to me is, is Kevin Durant. Is Kevin Durant eighth? Uh, I think you have to put him there because of how you know Boston ended this year or last year, getting being the only team in the playoffs to not win a game, kind of sucks. But these lists are made for people to just comment and to create buzz. I get that. So there's there's probably people that made this list that don't believe anything they say. I mean, you know. They have Russ. They have Ka, They have Kawhi Leonard. I mean, not Kawhi. Leonard, they have Kyrie Irving at like thirty-two or thirty-three or something. I don't know thirty. Even though what happened last year, I don't know thirty-one players better than Kyrie Irving. They have Russell Westbrook at like forty something. Even though what happened last year, I don't know forty-something players better than Russell Westbrook. So all these lists are really to to create buzz and to get things stirring. But since the season is, or the least training camp is about to start soon, so you know, I get it though. I would probably put LeBron James in my top five. That's me. Uh, I'll probably take Joel Embiid out. I probably, I probably just take Joel Embiid out. I don't. I mean, Luca is Luca. My top five would probably, in no particular order, be Gian, except for number one, <laughs> Giannis, Nikola Jokic, uh, Luca. Steph and, and LeBron, you know, I possibly would put, I'll probably put KD over J- Jason Tatum. They put Jason Tatum at seventh and KD at eighth. I'll probably, I'll probably put KD at sixth, honestly. But that's just me. Um, And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. 
If you want to pop up the podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. Ayo, it's getting cold outside. It is cold as hell outside. Go get your sweaters. Go get your hoodies. Go get your unpopular podcast merch today. It keeps you warm and it looks good. It's comfortable. Bada bing, bada boom. Go get your stuff today. Also, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. And until next time, much love. Cheese. His name is Cheese. They say they don't fuck with me, but I say they can't fuck with me.